This is episode 165 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are 7 Diseases to Be Aware of When the SHTF and How to Prevent Them, and Why Prepping and Current Events Are Inextricably Entwined. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, yesterday I talked a little bit about uh, how government is involved in uh, the cashless society in China and, and how really that's going to play out everywhere uh, because government wants to uh, find, you know, they, they want to tax, they want to find all the money that, uh, that they can squeeze out of, of their population. And uh, I mean, that's the way that they're going to be operating under. Uh, today, Martin Armstrong, and I talked a little bit about Martin Armstrong, or at least brought him up yesterday. Uh, you know, and I usually, you know, every day during lunch, if, if I have a lunch time where I can sit down at my desk and, and uh, read, and normally I, I try to do that and read news and, and what's going on, uh, I try to hit his website. Uh, he has one called Spain is Only the Blueprint for How All Governments Will Act. So talking about what's going over there, and actually, and I, I mentioned it yesterday, I was looking for uh, news on Catalonia and uh, really haven't seen too much of it today. I think uh, one of the articles, or at least one of the headlines that I saw, was that they're going to slowly start uh, implementing, I guess, their uh, succession from uh, from Spain. But anyway, so uh, I thought this was curious, uh, this article, so I went ahead and, and looked at it. I'm just going to briefly touch on a couple of things here. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole article, but it's it, uh, it starts out, What is going on in Spain is the blueprint for what other governments will do. The Spanish people themselves outside of Catalonia are deeply divided. Many see this as offensive and others see the government as offensive. We are looking at the breakup of the USA as well and do not forget the civil war to prevent separatists in America. See, towards the end here, uh, well, let me, let me say this. Okay, so there are those who object to my writings about Catalonia from the Madrid side. They create a list of hateful names directed at me personally and then say I know nothing of Spain. They are making the same mistake as government. They assume that governments, that government and rejoy in Spain, the, the people are the sovereign of Spain, not rejoy nor his constitutional government. If you cannot see that government is supposed to be elected by the people, they are not to be the ruler of the people as some monarch. Then, they, then you have missed the entire point of history. You can hate me all you want, but it is your life you are surrendering to government and that of your posterity. We have no, no choice. We either understand that government, when unchecked, will go too far and surrender as sheep, or we stand up and try to make the future better for our posterity. And so uh, I'm going to... Uh, th- actually, this article is going to be linked on Prepper website, and uh, I'll link it on the show notes as well, episode 165, if you're, if you're interested you know, kind of, I've been looking and monitoring a little bit over at the Drudge Report, and then clicking on the links uh, of what's going on in the Napa Valley and the fires, and and how people are having to evacuate. Just on Drudge Report, I mean, the headlines right right now, at least, uh, Napa fires of hell, now looting, San Francisco choked in smoke, ten plus dead, residents flee with little warning, among worst in state's history. 
And so uh, you're burning up, you know, Napa Valley. That's, uh, you know, you're not just burning up woods and stuff there. You're you're really getting into uh, some prime property over there. Uh, and then uh, on top of all that, there was a 4.1 mag quake uh, in San Jose. So uh, always an interesting world that we're living in, uh, definitely right now. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the articles for today. Our, our first one comes to us from bsurvival.com. And uh, again, the title is Seven Diseases to Be Aware of When the SHTF and How to Prevent Them. Um, it really, this article doesn't go into a lot of detail as far as prevention, but there's one main prevention, and I want to hit that one. Uh, and that's one reason why I wanted to talk about this one. All right, let's get started. When the SHTF, you need to be aware of the likely diseases to watch out for and how to prevent them. Here are the eight most common and their symptoms. First world countries have access to medicine, fresh and clean water right out of your faucet and pre-made food in the grocery store around the block. When the SHTF, it won't be so easy. When the SHTF, you won't have access to water or sanitation and hygiene will drop to an all-time low. Waste disposal companies will be closed resulting to trash all over the place, attracting all kinds of pests. Sanitation systems will be down which will result into human feces piling up along with the trash. This will result in an inevitable hygiene crisis that will make diseases spread very quickly. The following diseases aren't relevant in an everyday situation, but will form a major threat in a survival situation. Be prepared when the SHTF. Remember these symptoms and make sure to watch for them. First one is meningitis. The danger of meningitis is that it can be viral. This forms a great risk where a lot of people are living together. Viral meningitis is spread more easily than bacterial meningitis, but viral meningitis is far less lethal. Symptoms of meningitis are a stiff feeling neck, headaches, decreased appetite, nausea, and an increased sensitivity to light. A simple way to check this is the glass test. Instructions on this can be found here. I have to increase the size of of the of the web page there. I didn't do that earlier. Um, just my eyes are not strong enough. All right. So the next one is um, leptospirosis. Leptospirosis is a bacteria that harms humans by attacking the intestines. Both humans and animals can contract the bacteria, which is a disaster with the SHTF. Infected water could lead to a humongous outbreak. While listo uh, Leptospirosis is not fatal in most of the cases. It can lead to other illnesses such as meningitis. The symptoms of leptospirosis resembles those of the flu. Identifying the illness may be difficult to do without the right equipment. Definitely not a laughing matter, but one of those things is hard to get out, uh, the, the medical names. Next one is West Nile virus. The West Nile virus is spread via mosquito bites. When a disaster strikes your location, this will be disastrous. A disaster will lead to sanitation systems being down. Sanitation systems being down will lead to a gigantic amount of bugs and a dynamic, gigantic amount of bugs means a gigantic amount of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes will become infected with the virus by biting other infected animals and can infect human beings this way. The symptoms resemble those of the flu but luckily is rarely fatal. Typhoid fever. Typhoid fever is spread by contact with infected human feces. This illness is not to be taken lightly as it is serious, 
a serious condition and can be fatal. The main symptoms are a high fever and the development of a rash. Symptoms start to appear after a week. The main source of transmission is water infected by the bacteria. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is one of the hardest illnesses to diagnose, as it seems to imitate a lot of the other illnesses. Most infected people won't develop any symptoms from tuberculosis because their immune system blocks it out. In a disastrous situation where their immune system does get weakened, tuberculosis would likely become active. Tuberculosis gets spread via the air. The illness usually attacks the lungs, inducing a cough and pain in the chest. Infected people usually also have a lack of ap appetite and feel very weak. Hepatitis A. This illness can be contracted via contaminated food or water. Hepatitis A gets contracted very easily. An infected person would only need to touch someone who in touch, turn touches their food and eats it to infect them. The symptoms usually consist of pain on the right side of your body, a tired feeling, and a lack of appetite. One of the biggest signals of an infection is a yellow-toned skin and yellow whites of the eyes. Cholera. Although the disease is extinct in the United States, it could easily return in a situation where the SHTF. Symptoms are diarrhea, which leads to de dehydration. Other symptoms are cramping muscles and increased heart rate and a low blood pressure. The disease is spread by contaminated water. A region struck by infected floodwaters instantly turns into a danger zone. Number eight is dysentery. Dysentery is a term used to describe an infection or a parasite inside of your intestines. Dysentery can be contracted by dirty drinking water or uncooked food. Symptoms are cramps in the abdominal region, rapid weight loss, fever, and last but not least, bloody diarrhea. In some of the cases above, antibiotics can be used to treat the diseases. Be sure to add them to your preps. Prevention. In a situation where the SHTF disease have been eradicated a long, long time ago, make a comeback. Sanitation systems will be down and waste disposal companies will be closed, which will result to, to trash all over the place and human feces piling up along with the trash. A hygiene crisis will be inevitable and diseases will rise from the ground. Make sure you keep your space around you as clean as possible. Rats, insects, and more are attracted to areas where they can get food and water easily. They sometimes carry these diseases. See the link for more information on how to keep your family safe for this threat. Make sure to cook your foods well and disinfect your water either by cooking it or using purification tabs. Water is the easiest way for diseases. So keep an eye out for floods and filthy water sources. Also, be sure to be safe by not risking your life for contaminated drinking water. Food and water will be sparse, but taking the risk by drinking contaminated water will only decrease the chance of survival. If you really have to drink contaminated water, try to purify it first by at least boiling it thoroughly. People will likely team up and camp together, which makes chances for spreading diseases very high. This is yet another reason to be prepared for a survival situation. The lack of sanitation systems, corpses, and floodwaters all contribute to spreading of diseases. The diseases listed above don't get a lot of attention in the first world, as we have medicine to treat them. But when the SHTF, we will be as prepared for these diseases, and we need to know will not be as prepared for these diseases and we need to know to identify the diseases and how to make sure not to spread them. Alright, 
Um, if you notice, one of the things that's very, two of the things that are very common here in all of these diseases that would be prevalent during uh, the poop hits the fan scenarios is, is water, and contaminated water, and then sanitation. And uh, so, I mean, that's why it's so important. And that's one reason why both of those topics are part of my, uh, my e-course that you can get when you sign up for the email list. Now, again, that's, uh, I'm very excited. The email list is, uh, if this is Tuesday, so you might have already received it if you're listening to it on Tuesday. But I got, a, I got an email going out. Just very excited about that. But it's one reason why I cover those two things because I, those things are very, very important. Now, water. I cannot say enough about water. Water is the most important thing. Today on the Facebook group, um, you know, one of, the, one of the members was talking about their well. And their well, they just moved into this house. And, uh, and the well seemed to be uh, dried up, you know. And they were, they were very, very concerned. I mean, he was like, hey, I was, I was very concerned because, uh, you know, we just moved in. And I was afraid that I didn't have enough water for my family. Uh, let me go, actually, I want to go read that for you here because I think it's, uh, it's important to be able to, uh, to get that. And I love it because the community just kind of came around. Um, but uh, I think it's Berto said, uh, well, just, well, just dried up, really reality check, people. Learn what you can about your water delivery system. It's too late to learn when it happens. Stay, stay frosty, my friends. And so we had a lot, you know, I was asking some questions and Barbara was uh, as well. Uh, she homesteads and lives on, on, uh, on property and so, uh, or has a, has a farm or ranch. And so she was asking questions as well and trying to help out. And her husband was providing some uh, information and, and other people chiming in. Kay, Kathleen were chiming in. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. I mean, when you think you're water, especially when you have a well, a lot of the times, People that have a well, they think it's like, man, this is, this is it. You know, I, I have plenty and plenty and plenty of water, but uh, you know, wells can be can can dry up, and so it's one of those things that you know, when the poop hits the fan, what about your water system? Water is the big big deal. You need to make sure that you have water and you have ways to purify and filter water, and uh, so that so that you don't get sick from this kind of stuff. Now, one of the things that um, uh, one of the other things that you always hear, right? So when people start talking about breakdowns or whatever, um, they start talking about poop hits the fan. They talk about, you know, w when you have to use the restroom, you know, poop into a, uh, you know, five-gallon bucket that has a liner, uh, you know, a bag, a plastic bag liner, and, uh, and go from there. And so today, one of the things that... Um, uh, Justin over at uh, the Art of Preparedness in his Facebook group, he had talked about uh, plastic bags and in California, how California was going through uh, a really serious hepatitis uh, epidemic over there. And, and part of the thing was, um, they believe, is they're tracking it back to, or it could possibly be, that um, a while back, California did away with plastic bags. And so, you know, you have a big homeless population there. And so the homeless used to use the restroom. They would use the restroom in plastic bags, and now they don't have that. And so now they're just using it wherever they go. And so that's starting, you know, the idea is that it's starting to leak in and to seep into the water supply. And so the, the, the question is, is that eventually, so let's just say the poop hits the fan, 
and people are using the plastic bag type thing. Uh, you know, you don't want to just go, you know, poop all over the backyard or wherever, you know, uh, that's not good. But let's say people are using these plastic bags. How long is that going to go for, right? I mean, you only have so many plastic bags. So let's say the poop piss the fan scenario is, is, a, is a long one. Let's just say it's uh, three months, right? Uh, and you can't use your, your, your septic system or your sewer, right? You can't use, if you're in the city, you can't use the sewer system because it's starting to back up or whatever. You can't use that. If you're out in the country or you have a septic system, you, you're going to be good to go on that one. You just need to have some water to be able to flush uh, things down, you know, down into the septic system. But let's say you're in the city and you're, you're not able to use your, your regular toilets because the sewer is starting to back up. And so you're using plastic bags. Where are you going to store all those? What I mean, you're going to take them out to the, to the, you know, to the, uh, to the street and you're just going to leave them there. I mean, you're going to put them in your trash can for, for a little while until that uh, fills up. And then what are you going to do with it, right? You're going to take them out to the street. Well, what if, you know, sanitation, the sanitation works, the, the garbage trucks aren't, aren't coming around. Let's say this is a, a longer period of time for the poop hits the fan. What's going to, you know, what's going to happen there? And so I know a lot of the times people, you know, you know, hey, am I bugging out? What am I doing? There's a big possibility that if you're in a real serious situation where it's a long, long-term situation in the city, you might have to bug out just because of sanitary reasons, right? I mean, how long can you go storing plastic bags? What do you do with all that? Eventually, they're going to start to bust. They're going to start to leak out. They're going to start to, you know, go into the uh, to you know wherever you have around, whatever you have around you. One of the thoughts that I had, um, you know, in, in our uh, area here we have uh, you know definitely it's a neighborhood but then we do have some some woods and my idea was man we would have to build some outhouses and people would just have to know that they would have to go to the outhouses because if they didn't and even if that meant walking like have you if you've ever been camping before and uh, you know you you camped and then uh, they had showers and restrooms and they were far away so when you had to go to the restroom. You had to hike it for a while. Like it's possible that that might be the way it is. You know, when the poop hits the fan, because uh, you, you don't want the poop to hit, your, hit the hit your 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 water supply. You don't want it to be contaminating your ground, and and because people can so easily get sick. And so I don't know, man. Am I the only one that kind of thinks, starts thinking like that, starts taking it? To the next level because you can find a lot of articles and I've even talked about it before I even have one I mean I even have one of those five gallon buckets right with the uh, with uh, the lid that you can buy and you can you know you can use that if you needed to but in a real serious long-term situation what are you what are you gonna do with all that right um, you know, eventually there's gonna be so much garbage there's gonna be so much waste uh, it's just gonna be piling up and then it brings the mosquitoes, and then it brings the rats, and then it brings you know every uh, all the other little critters trying to go through your your garbage, trying to find something, and busting things open. And with uh, the garbage, the garbage trucks not coming, man, that's a that's a crazy situation. When you really start to think about it, you're like, what the heck, you know? There might be no choice but to be bugging out. Um, that it could be that inside of the city, your neighborhoods or communities that the disease is so rampant that you don't want to stay around there. You want to get out with your family. So, man, there's just a lot of considerations when you start thinking about those kinds of things. So water and sanitation and, and, and all of that because it can lead to so much, 
so much more, right? I don't think we always take that all the way through. So that's over at besurvival.com. Uh, and uh, go check that one out. There's links throughout this, uh, this article that you can, that you can uh, click on. And like always, I'm going to link to it over on uh, the Prepper Website Podcast, episode 165. All right, the next article comes to us from The Organic Prepper. And, you know, uh, when I was getting ready for this one, I'm like, I was thinking, Daisy and I, uh, we think very similarly uh, when it comes to this topic right here. Um, you know, we might not think the same in some of some other topics, but when it comes to this, um, we're, we track right on 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 target. Uh, she was saying things, and I was like, "Man, I, I'm you know, this is." I even sent her an email today. I'm like, "Hey, we are we think very similar in, on this topic." And so, um, the the name of the t- uh, the of the article is "Why Prepping and Current Events Are Inextricably Entwined." Um, I don't know why I want to say intertwined, but uh, the the title is entwined. And so you're gonna let's go ahead and read this one, and I think it's very interesting. So if you're one of those people that uh, that think that hey I'm prepping, I'm just kind of keep my head down, I'm gonna prep and I'm gonna be good. Um, you got to understand that there's a lot of other factors out there. So hopefully this article uh, gives you a little bit more. Um, a desire to to look at what's going on completely in the world and maybe look at some topics and some uh, some areas where in in the past you're like man I don't care about that it doesn't interest me at all I'm just gonna do my thing so let's go ahead and read this one I've gotten a few comments lately asking why I write about current events I've gotten every variation from I follow you for prepping information why is there so much news on your website to, you're an idiot, why don't you stick to canning? Before I hurry back to the kitchen where I belong, there's a short answer and a long answer. Here's the short one. Prepping and current events are, inex- are inextricably entwined. If you only wanted the short answer, there you have it. Thanks for stopping by. The long answer is more involved. If you're anything like me, you've also tried in vain to explain this to folks who just don't get it. We need to know what is happening in the world around us. If we don't realize that St. Louis is erupting with violent protests, we may stumble into a dangerous situation. If we don't understand that the Antifa communists are planning sedition beginning on November 4th, we may not be prepared to hunker down and avoid the chaos. If we aren't aware that there is a retail apocalypse going on, we may be totally stunned when the economy all comes crashing down. It's essential that we pay attention to the world around us because it is just this large, larger form of situational awareness. While those who live on secluded mountaintops and never venture down to a town larger than 3,000 people may not need to plan around current events, most of us do not live these lives of perfect isolation. We go to, the doctor, we go to doctor's appointments in large cities. We take vacations. We run errands and go shopping and work in town. We attend the theater and go to concerts. We need to know what's going on. We need to know the trends of civil unrest and whether a controversial verdict is about to be handed down. Most of us don't live in a safe bubble of our own making, and our awareness can help us be better prepared to avoid or deal with bad things. Even if you hate politics, it pays to know what's going on. Many people avoid politics like a contagious disease. I agree completely that it's all showmanship and that nearly all politicians are completely untrustworthy. That doesn't mean I think they can be ignored, though. 
The policies being made in Washington, D.C. can affect us all by parting us from more of our money or chipping away at our freedom. For example, if you knew that guns were going to be banned tomorrow, would it change what you do today? War is made by politicians, not by soldiers. They'll get rich while we get poor and our children get killed. These are the things we need to know. We need to understand why war is a racket, why Wall Street gets bailed out, and why health care we don't want is getting forced on us. The, the people in office are making decisions that affect us all, whether we'd like to ignore them or not. We can learn so much about preparedness by studying actual events. Perhaps the most important reason that prepping and current events are inextricably linked is that the analysis of an event can be incredibly educational. Those of us with preparedness mentalities do this naturally. We think about what we do if we were in a situation that has occurred. We see what shortages have befallen people after an event and we adjust our preps accordingly. We watch the inevitable patterns so that we can predict what may happen next if one day we are in an emergency situation. Here are a few examples. If you were attending a concert and a sniper opened fire, would you have an idea of what to do? Before the attack in Las Vegas, I certainly wouldn't have. I watched videos repeatedly and saw the panic that probably caused more casualties. No one knew what to do or how to protect themselves as shots rained down on them. I analyzed these videos and talked to people much smarter and more experienced than I and developed a plan if I ever had the misfortune to be present during such an event. And uh, even if you haven't like watched a lot of those videos, you still, even if you were just on the news and you saw some of them, you heard people saying, get down, get down, get down. Well, this guy is shooting from a top level, right? Uh, you don't want to get down. You want to run and get away from there as fast as possible because getting down just means that you know he's just going to be opening fire and he's just spraying. Uh, not a good place to, to be. All right, continuing on. How do things go down during an economic collapse? The collapse of Venezuela has been a real-time, years-long lesson in economic collapse. We have watched the government crack, crack downs, the propaganda, and the eventual seizure of flood. I'm sorry, of food. We watched as the government completely gave up and told people they were on their own. We saw the horrifying conditions in the hospitals and the shortages that occurred, as well as the hyperinflation. If the United States was to get down, go down this path, we know to some degree what we can expect. Again, guys, I've been talking about Venezuela. I've written articles about Venezuela. Um, yeah, I think this is, is an important issue to be thinking about. Uh, remember that Ebola scare? Those of us who had been following the pandemic when it was over in Liberia were completely uns unsurprised when the guy in Texas was diagnosed with it. Yeah, I, was just, I was just thinking about this one the other day, actually. Uh, we were ready to go into lockdown when everyone else was panicking and unable to purchase supplies like resp respirator masks. Luckily, the illness was contained, but had it gotten worse, a lot of folks would have been completely out of luck. And if you remember on that one, um, and I, I wrote an article on this one as well, um, the, the hospitals didn't know what they were doing. I mean, they didn't know, they didn't have procedures in place like they really needed to have, and they were unprepared for this kind of level of pandemic. And so if it really would have been more widespread, we could have been in some serious danger there, and uh, which which got me to to thinking that uh, if there really was a pandemic, that we really wouldn't be prepared. I mean, the the medical community is not prepared, even from putting on um, the equipment that they needed to put on to be safe themselves. 
they didn't even have procedures for that. All right, continuing on. Uh, how long will it be before help arrives after a disaster? The aftermath of Hurricane Irma and Maria have been an er enormous learning experience for any preppers who are paying attention. Parts of Florida were without power for a week, and Puerto Rico is without power indefinitely. All hell has broken loose in Puerto Rico, and it is a struggle to survive. Aid took nearly two weeks to arrive to the island, giving us a glimpse of what it looks like when everything is gone. And guys, I, I just saw on, uh, I think it was Twitter, where they just uh, provided uh, some means of communication to the Virgin Islands. I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, that's crazy. And so, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't definitely can't be depending on the government. But all, all of these things, when, you know, these current events as they're happening, they're giving us insight. You know, those of us who are prepared and, you know, I always say stay aware, be, be aware of what's going on. They're giving us, you know, an insight of how government will, will respond and, and how people will respond and things that we start to, you know, we, we make sure that we log these things in the back of our minds so that we're ready, you know, when, if the time comes or when the time comes. All right. Uh, I know things now that now that never would have crossed my mind without spending time analyzing them. I look at disasters and emergencies from a totally different angle than I once did when I was merely a consumer of CNN. I know they happen and will keep happening, but by studying them, I can learn how better to prepare myself and my family. This is the entire reason I started my website, Preppers Daily News. Because understanding these events and looking at them from different angles is such an opportunity for learning. Hey, so yeah, I uh, want to point that out. There is a website. Uh, Daisy has started a website. Basically, it's all alternative news or all, all current event news. Uh, and it's called Preppers, Preppers Daily News. And uh, she links to it. It's Prepper da PreppersDailyNews.com. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, you're going to see it's a very, very familiar uh, template. It kind of looks like Prepper website and, and it kind of looks like the Drudge Report uh, template. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you'll be very familiar with that, but a lot of information out there uh, that she's posting that kind of keep you updated. So it's that good one-stop shop over there. Um, prepping is multifaceted. Faceted. In my opinion, there's a lot more to preparedness than stocking up enough food to ride out the apocalypse, growing vegetables, and knowing 17 ways to prepare squirrel. Preparedness is an, is an aware, a way of, of going through life and analyzing day-to-day -day events. We are always learning and always evolving. No matter how safe and perfect our lives may seem today, we know that tomorrow something could happen that changes everything. Like many of you, I grow a huge garden, preserve my harvest to enjoy over the winter, and go shooting at every opportunity. I read voraciously about old-fashioned skills and apocalyptic scenarios. I have stashes of food in every room of the house and know multiple ways to purify water or start a fire. But the what-if mentality of a prepper is at the root of it all. I've been asking what-if since I was a little kid and probably driving my parents nuts with it. And I believe our ability to ask and answer that question is the key to everything. What more accurate way to learn what-if could there be than to study real-life examples? They say that those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. I believe that the same can be said about the events happening all around us right now. So definitely history is happening all around us right now. Great article, and hopefully this encourages you to start thinking about 
current events just a little bit more. And I'm not talking about sitting down for hours and hours, uh, you know, going going through, uh, you know, all the different news sites out there. Um, that's one reason why, for instance, my Twitter handle. I don't follow just anybody. I follow news organizations. And the reason I do that is because I don't want my Twitter feed filled up with, uh, you know, everybody else just, you know, posting a picture or whatever or just retweeting. I want to I want to make sure that I am uh, able to get to a lot of news very very quickly, and so that's why I, I you know I have a lot of followers on Twitter, but I, I don't follow too many you know I just follow the news organizations. But that's why I have a page on Prepper website called you know Alt, Alt News Hub, right? Uh, I have a lot of links there to alternative news sites that you can go and you can get I mean updates on, on a regular basis. Yeah, multiple times a day and so that you can go and you can get alternative news on a regular basis and on what's going on. Uh, that's why sites like uh, Daisy's new site, Prepper's Daily News, is a good one where you can go check it out and you can get that one-stop shop really quick and boom and, and you know scan all the headlines out there. Drudge Report, same kind of uh, idea you know, where you, you have one stop where you go and you scan all the articles and if there's something there that seems like it's interesting, fine. Uh, if not, you, you're kind of staying abreast of what's going on. I think you need to kind of have the same um, outlook for your uh, for your area too, for your local community, your your city or whatever. Uh, maybe there is a, a, a local news channel that's really good and they post some good stuff. Uh, maybe they have a Facebook page or alerts or something like that, text message alerts that you can be aware of just so you can stay aware of what's going on. You know, my my son and his fiance took some pictures downtown and one of the things when he came back said there were some protests or some protests and counter protests down there uh, and I hadn't heard about them, you know, and uh, they didn't know about it either. I, apparently it wasn't big enough to, to make the news or, or to worry anybody, but they were, they were going on. But what if it was a bigger situation he was you know caught downtown with all of these uh, you know with these protests going on and so you want to stay abreast of what's going on so that you can you know make good decisions but I think it's uh, it's very important I love the idea of you're thinking through these scenarios that's one reason why I started putting uh, the conflicted post up on uh, on Ed that matters on Wednesdays and uh, reading them you know reading them um, on the on the Thursday podcast so that you know you can kind of just use those creative or those uh, critical thinking skills uh, and and okay you might not that might that scenario might not fit you perfectly you might be way more prepared than that scenario but the idea is okay if I was in that scenario and uh, you know with what I know how would I respond here you're using your critical thinking skills so again, I you know I I love this article. I like I said I I think along the lines as Daisy thinks here. Uh, that's why it's so important to me to uh, to stay you know aware of what's going on out there in the world because things are crazy. Uh, you want to watch the little crazy man in North Korea? What's going on with Iran? Um, I watch the Middle East. 
uh, you know, I think that's important not only because of uh, my faith and because of what that might mean to Bible prophecy and things like that, but there's a lot of craziness going on over there. Um, things that, that you know, speaking of Bible prophecy, things that people had said even two or three years ago that, you know, we don't see how this might play out. Now they're saying, ah, now I see it, right? Now Russia is, is there in the Middle East, man. I mean, it's crazy. And so, um, uh, I mean, just, there's, there's just a lot of, lot of reasons to stay aware out there. So go check that out over at theorganicprepper.ca. Or I'm going to go ahead and link to it in the show notes and you can go straight there. Again, that was why prepping and current events are inextricably entwined. And uh, Daisy always has a ton of links that you can go and, uh, and check out uh, in her articles. All right. So, hey, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast, episode 165. If you get a chance... Come by the, the, the website and drop me a comment in episode 165. I'd love to hear, uh, hear from you. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's some, uh, some things that you're paying attention to out there that you'd like to share. Maybe some things that um, people don't normally talk about, right? Maybe there's some, uh, uh, a nation that you're out there looking at. Maybe, you know, like you thought, I look, I look at gold and silver every single day. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the stock market. Uh, maybe there's a great, uh, alternative news website that you go to every day i'd love to hear what that one might be and if i don't have it on alternative news hub man i'll I'll add that that page is the second most popular page on prepper website uh other than the 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 first page the main page the home page um alt news hub is is uh, the most popular page because i you know people realize that they need to get uh you know they need to know what's going on out there so uh if you if there's an alternative news uh page that, or website that I, that I don't have, please let me know. I, w- I want to go ahead and add that one over there. And so I'd uh, love for you to come and check out the Facebook group. Uh, I just love what's going on over there. I love that people are helping each other out. I love how people are not being rude. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I'm okay with a little bit of sarcasm, um, but, you know, I just appreciate that people are civil and it's uh, definitely turning into a learning community. I, 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 I really appreciate that and uh, definitely want to keep it that way. And I will do my part to keep it that way, uh, whatever we need to do there. Hey, if you get a chance, I'd love to communicate with you uh, or touch base with you on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm on all those social medias. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I try to respond and stay in tune with everybody that way. So I'd love to get feedback from you and, and, and keep in touch that way. All right, so with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.